0: Father, we just come before you and we thank you for your wisdom and strength, mercy and grace as we get through all of this and just ask that you lead us tonight and give us your wisdom and your truth. Let what I say fall on deaf ears and let what you say speak to us, Lord, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So this is, as I had promised, I'd had you guys write down your fears on a three-by-five card because I wanted to address it. I figured we need to address our fears in order to grow. Uh, and the fears that we were saying is what, revolving around the Bible and what God says and things in the Bible. And so one of the guys wrote, to not hear. his fear is to not hear well done, but depart from me. I wouldn't forgive me for what I've done, I pray that He's more merciful than I can even imagine, the sins I may commit even in the future. I know in my head, but I'm praying only His grace over my life and that of my family and friends, these are the things that torment me. And so usually when I teach, my sermons are about learning and and correction and stuff in my life. And so I figured I'd get a reprieve, Doing all your guys' fears and teaching on your guys' fears. And of course, the Lord says, no, that's not how this happens and works. You have to learn the lesson just as much as they. So, thank you. Thank you for that. I got to, uh, to deal with your fear, which the Lord revealed is, is your fear of worthiness. And so I got to, to deal with that. This past week, I had a young lady pray for me in, in the spirit. And she, she hit on two things that were really hitting home that week periodically. And she told me that you are, to, you are to stop doubting. And then she mentioned an image of looking at broken glass and how often I looked at broken glass to see myself in it, and so that got me thinking, and then Sunday, I went to to a Bible study at a church around here, and the, the Bible study was on idols of the heart, and then I went to the service, and he's teaching on Acts, and during the worship, the Lord put me on my face right at the altar as I'm crying as I'm confessing, and I just didn't know what to do, <clears throat> so that at the end of the service, I had him pray for me, just about the heaviness, and, and he related an interesting story that, if I remember, I'll, I'll share. But so in this fear of worthiness, again, we say sins, and I'm going to say the same thing about fear, that it's common to man. These, all these fears are not just to you and you alone. At one point or another, everyone shares these fears. And so if we're going to be in Romans for most of the time, but we'll start in Romans 5.8. And so it says in Romans 5.8, But God demonstrates his own love toward us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And so in the fear of worthiness much like everything in our life we don't like debts we don't like to feel obligated and so in this instance while we were yet sinners which as we have come to Christ we recognize that we are sinners so that's not the hard part it's that while we were still sinners Christ would die for us and and this thought of Him dying free and clear is so foreign in our minds. And so, instead of accepting what has been given, we try to earn Jesus' sacrifice. We try to earn His way to the cross to take our sins so that for a myriad of reasons. It could just be if I earned Jesus' sacrifice, he was on the cross, less, shorter for my turn and more for you know, somebody else's turn to take care of their sins. And so as I was dealing with this, 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 and this is the story that came up as I was being prayed for, the pastor said, as, I, as I'm crying right in front of him, He tells me, he says, this is a story. He said there was a pastor in a video that he'd he'd watched. And this pastor was flying with his wife to this church. He was going to give this message at this conference or service or whatever. And on his way, he, he and his wife get in the cab. And on the way to the service in the cab, he and his wife have a pretty big fight. A really, really, really big fight. And so then he comes into the church and and they're shaking hands, kissing babies, and they sit down and he's being introduced as a speaker, and he's he's having this man's having a conversation with the Lord and he's saying, Lord, I just I just had this argument with my wife and we said some nasty things like I haven't even reconciled. How can I go up there? And and preach the gospel. You know, after what I just did, how can I go up there now? And he felt that the Lord said to him, What made you worthy all those other times? What made you think you were worthy to speak all those other times? And when he told me that, I understood yet again that there is nothing that I can do to earn worthiness. I will never be worthy. The Bible says it in Romans 3.23 For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Philippians 3.9 Philippians 3, 9 says, and be found in him not having my own righteousness, which is from the law. So I look at the law, I look at the Bible, and I try and do those things to earn a worthiness, to earn Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. You know, I think that I have to make it worth Jesus' time to hang up there. And the truth is there is nothing I can do. I am a sinner. I will never be worthy of his sacrifice on the cross. Ever. Go ahead. Re- memorize the Bible. You won't be worthy. Go ahead. Serve at soup kitchens. You will never be worthy. Donate all your money, all your time. Say the right words. Pray for hours on end. You will never be worthy. Never. And that's a hard pill to swallow because in everything, definitely in our earthly relationships, we always feel like we need to have a give and take, a give and take in a relationship. Well, he sacrificed his time, so I need to be on on the, on call when he needs their time, you know, his time to be sacrificed. And You know, oh, she made me dinner, let me invite them to dinner and make dinner for them. You know, I watch their kids, let me watch theirs. There's a a quid pro quo, a feeling of indebtedness. And so it's no different on our end to feel that indebtedness. I can do something for someone and not expect anything in return. You know, Tony needs a tree stump taken out. I can go over there and give him my time, expecting him to do nothing in return. Nothing. But on him, in his mind, without me saying anything, there is now an indebtedness to me to be like, I need to help him. And so when we see Jesus hanging on the cross, we go, I need to do something, I need to... To be there, I need to pray more, I need to be worthy and holy and righteous for that because we feel indebted to Him. And I'm not saying that's a bad feeling or that's wrong to be indebted because we know the cost of what it was on the cross. The wrong part is that we need to feel we need to earn it. And so if your argument is, well, I'm a sinner, great, got that, never had a struggle with knowing I'm a sinner, never had a problem knowing that I screwed up. But how am I supposed to handle when the Bible says, like in 2 Timothy 2.15, It says, be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So I am told to do works to be able to present myself pleasing before the Lord. If you go to Romans 6:23 For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So we are told to present ourselves and we're told to be workers in the field, right? Apollo, you know, I planted Apollos water. God provided this, right? We're told to be workers in the field. Well, workers earn wages. Romans four four. Now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. Romans two six through eight. Who will render to each one according to his deeds eternal life to those who by patient continuance in doing good seek for glory, honor, and immortality, but to those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath, tribulation, and anguish on every soul of man who does evil. So we are told to present ourselves to be a worthy offering of the Lord. And that the wages of our own sin is death. But yet we, just like the Pharisees, struggle in that we need to put on rules on ourselves, put rules on others, to make us look better, to make compared to others, to ourselves. But the wages that he is talking about, the earning that he is talking about is not about salvation, is not about earning worthiness, holiness, righteousness. It says in the Bible time and time again that it isn't yours. You have no, and we said it in Philippians 3, nine. you have no righteousness. That is not what you are earning. You can't earn righteousness. You can't earn eternal life. You can't earn worthiness. Nothing. You can't earn mercy. You can't earn grace. You can't earn Jesus Christ on the cross. You can't do it. And she so go, "Well, thanks. This is a This is such a happy message." And I said, "Well, you're welcome because it was such a happy week dealing with it." But if our wages of sin are death, what are our wages? What are we supposed to be working to? What are we supposed to be working for? And so if you go to Matthew 6, 19 through 21, this is Jesus Christ himself saying, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You can earn treasures through your works. That's the point. The Lord, you're supposed to labor in the field. And the Lord says, if you're worth your labor, the worker is worth his wages. He will give you your wages. You will get reward. You will get treasures that you can store up in heaven. But you're not getting righteousness. You're not getting worthiness. You're not getting grace and mercy. Because the moment Jesus Christ died on the cross, rose again on the third day, you got it all. All of it. He didn't hold anything back. God pays us. He promises that. He said, Jesus says right there, store up treasures in heaven. Well, the things you do Is because we keep our eyes on the Lord, keep our eyes on the kingdom of heaven. Stop trying to earn your worthiness, your righteousness, the grace and mercy. And so the question then comes back around saying, well, what then, Tyler? What then? And if you go to 1 Corinthians 6.11, And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. We try to sanctify ourselves. We try to justify ourselves to the Lord by trying to earn worthiness, righteousness, Jesus' sacrifice. But you and I both can't do that. We can't. It's only through God, Jesus, and the Spirit are we able to be washed of the sins that we have committed, will commit forever? And you say, well, no, 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 that's not how, like, I, I can, I'm doing good. God gave us the Ten Commandments for millennia. And oh, wait, by the way, the Ten Commandments still haven't stopped being a requirement. And I still fail those Daily. So you're not going to find righteousness under the law. You're not going to earn worthiness under the law because the moment you go, ooh, I'm good, you go, ooh, I'm bad now in the next breath. You can't sanctify yourself. A dirty person can't sanctify and make clean someone else. And if I can't keep 10 commandments, how can I stand before a holy, righteous God and justify everything I've done? I can't. And so this all seems so hopeless. If you go to 2 Corinthians 5.17, this all seems so, so hopeless. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself, through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation that is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the world the world word of reconciliation God did it all He did what we couldn't do what we've never been able to do in millennia he did it for us And this is where sanctification really comes in because it's a process and it's not something you can do. You can't make yourself righteous. You can't make, remake yourself in the image of Christ. It's the Lord that does it. He's constantly doing it even right now. This is the process of sanctification is learning that I'm trying to earn my worthiness before the Lord. I'm trying to earn that good standing of yes, I'm a good pastor. I can look holy in front of you. That's that's me. I'm trying to earn my worthiness to stand up here and tell you how unworthy I am. And the, the truth is that I don't need to earn worthiness because the message gets across a lot stronger when you understand to your core that I'm not worthy. That I'm not perfect, that I'm not righteous, that I'm no different than anybody else. So you screwed up on the way to church, congratulations, so did I. And I live in the church, so I'm sinning every day in the church, lucky me. Ephesians 2, 8-9. through 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. There is no earning worthiness to stand before the Lord. There is no worthiness, there is no earning righteousness There's no earning my salvation. You cannot earn a gift. You can't earn a gift. If it's your birthday, it's your birthday, and I come because I love and care for you, and I give you a gift and it's wrapped up you have a couple choices you can accept that gift you cannot accept that gift you can accept that gift and open it stick it away you can never open that gift and just throw it on the shelf you could re-gift it or you can open that gift You can accept that gift, you can open that gift, and you can use that gift. But I gave the gift to you. There's no taking it back. You didn't do anything to earn the gift. Just being born doesn't earn you a gift. But because I love you, Because I care for you and I want good things for you, I give you a gift. And so in the Lord's gift to you is grace, is salvation, is love, mercy, righteousness, worthiness. Everything you can't earn, everything you need to get to heaven, everything that you need to live is in that gift. Everything. And in our screwed up minds, we think we're now in debt to that, to that person who gave us a gift. But it is a free gift, it is a gift long thought out, long planned. Saving it for the right time because we knew when it would be the most useful for you. He saved it up and then he gave you everything you needed. Lacking nothing, holding nothing back. He gave you grace. Mercy, love, righteousness, to the maximum. To as much as God could give, he gave it to you, holding nothing back. He doesn't even ask for anything in return for you to earn it. He asks for you to accept it. He looks for you to accept it. He doesn't say, here's my gift. By next month, I'd like you to repay me some sort of proportion of that. You know, Jesus died for you, so I need you to do ten good things every week to earn His salvation. And then after 40 years, if you can do ten good things a week, we'll call it square. So get it through your head. You're not worthy. You'll never be worthy. So if you can get it through your head that you aren't worthy, that you won't be righteous, that you will never earn your salvation, you know what that does? That takes a weight off your shoulders a, a, a headspace that clears and opens up a whole world of possibilities of what you can now do. Because that weight that is on your shoulders, the weight and thoughts to earn salvation, to earn your righteousness and worthiness before Him, the Lord doesn't say, At the judgment seat, you didn't earn your worthiness. You didn't earn your righteousness. He doesn't have to. Because he gave it all to you already. Holding nothing back. He didn't say, I'm going to give you 99% grace. And I need you to just earn that one more percent. That's it. 1% because he knew that I couldn't even get 99.000000. I couldn't do it. So when you understand that you can't earn it, it frees you up, because all you have to do is accept it. And, and, and understanding that by accepting that you are unworthy doesn't make you less than, doesn't make what you are saying not ring truer or more, or more powerful. In fact, by understanding that you aren't worthy drives home the point of the mercy and grace and faithfulness and love that God is trying to show everybody. It lends more power to God's argument to accept his gift. I mean, you guys all stare at me, and you come here week after week to listen to some six foot four, 250 pound guy talk about how bad he is. And I hope that when you listen, you understand that. He's a screw up. I'm a screw up. But he can still talk to the Lord, talk about the Lord. He can still love the Lord. And the Lord can still love him. That you know it's just the same for you. So stop trying to earn worthiness, Tyler. Stop trying to earn it. You can still do good works, and the Lord will reward you for those works, but you're not getting any more grace. You're not getting more saved than anybody else, more loved than anybody else. These are just screwed up human ideas. You know, I mean we all understand that some of we we got more attention when our grades were better, when we did good in school, when we did good in sports, when we got a great job, we understood and were rewarded for that. So we figure we have to earn God's love and attention. You know, we have to earn his salvation. That's not the case. God said, Here's your gift, no strings attached. I'm not going to yank that guilt string from my free gift. It's yours. Take it free and clear. Just accept it. And when we accept the free gift, the overwhelming grace, love, mercy... Worthiness, righteousness. It frees us up to do what we have really been called to do serve the kingdom, preach the gospel. And with that, we can be ready in season and out of season. When our focus is in the right place. So, the too long didn't listen portion of this is you're unworthy, suck it up. You'll never attain righteousness, suck it up. Because every single one of that has been given to you in abundance smashed down, shaken, overflowing. So accept it so you can do what you have been called to do. So Lord, we just thank you that your wisdom and clarity is so blunt and and Accurate and that you can discern the heart and what struggles we deal with, Lord. So let us know that we aren't worthy. We will never earn it. But that's not part of the bill that you're trying to collect. Because Jesus paid it all. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen.